The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. So, it happened last night that Donald Trump was charged and pleaded not guilty to 34 felony criminal charges of falsifying business records, amongst other things. So, we'll talk to Cal Thomas in a moment, but Mary McKeown joins us from New York, US correspondent with the Business Post. So, just tell us about the seriousness of the charges and what's involved, because it is about more, isn't it, than just uh, the porn star Stormy Daniels. Oh, yeah. Um, I, you know, th- what's interesting about this, Matt, first off, is we have 34 felony charges. People had thought there might be a mix of misdemeanor and felony, but um, Alvin Bragg went straight for all felony and charges. And what does that mean, sorry, uh, Marion? Okay, so a felony charge is the serious charge. I think in Ireland we have summary convictions and then we have the the, the bigger ones. That, uh, and so felony is, we're talking jail time, basically. Now, uh, what uh, Alvin Bragg has done there is that he has, in order to upgrade a, a misdemeanor, which would be the falsification of business records, to a felony charge, there has to be either the commission of another crime or the furtherance of another crime or the concealment of another crime. So it can't just be that Donald Trump falsified his business records. It will go to the reason that he falsified them. But the thing that I've sort of thought all along, because uh, the the election campaign funds is a federal matter, I think that there's a tax fraud in here somewhere. And now, uh, Alvin Bragg didn't really show too much his hand yesterday. His uh, He gave a, a 12 or 13 page sort of statement of fact, which laid out the story behind it and laid out the whole thing. But then the 34 um, indictment count gave away very, very little. It was basically just a boilerplate court document. Uh, so I think that what Bragg is saying is he'll have to give Trump discovery. He'll have to give him all of uh, the evidence that he accumulated on which he based his case. But at the moment, he's saying, you know, this is all you need to know, basically. And But it, 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 during his press conference yesterday as well, he did allude to taxes. So it could be federal campaign finance. I think that's hard, going to be hard to prove in a state court. Uh, and Trump will certainly appeal it. Uh, and, and I would suggest that his lawyers would be very foolish if they didn't. But we will see what else is, is coming, you know, okay, over Marian. the table. I can't imagine here in Ireland that you would have a situation whereby a prosecutor or a defendant, as a trial is ongoing, would give press conferences. Is that normal in the United States? Yeah, there's there's nothing unusual about Alvin Bragg speaking to the media. Uh, there, it, things play out much more here in the media in legal cases. But, you know, there, New York doesn't have televised court cases, but it, it again, as we saw yesterday, judges will occasionally allow reporters in to take photographs, and certainly they're they're allowed to film the activity in the corridor afterwards. Where we saw, I think, what was probably a very humiliating scene for Donald Trump, and there was one scene in particular where, as he was coming through with a face like thunder, understandably. And the two police officers in front of him just let the door swing back. They didn't hold it open for him. Now, this is a former president, and it really makes you realise, it was quite jarring to me, that, you know, he is now a defendant. He's not getting any special treatment in, in the Manhattan courts, and nor should he, I would venture, but it's still, this is a former president. So I, I, th- I think, uh, look, what I think is going to be of more concern... To me, this is like a game of Jenga. This is a big uh, 
stick that's been pulled out, uh, but it's not fatal. I think what's going to happen now is if the the Washington DC special counsel uh, says that he's going to recommend indictments in both of his cases, and then we have Georgia, I, I really don't see how Trump can survive this as a politician. To me, this is more like one of those evangelical leaders who get engulfed in scandal and then they're taken down very, very quickly. Okay, so well, let me we'll go, let me go to Cal on that. Do you think has this done any real damage to Donald Trump? Well, we'll see. Uh, I mean, it's it's too early to tell. But what amazes me, and in the column I'm writing uh, for tomorrow, I say this, is the uh, the fact that Trump has united the Republican Party. I, uh, even people who were his great critics, like Senator Mitt Romney, who voted to impeach him twice, has uh, come out against this indictment. Uh, Attorney General Bill Barr, his attorney general when he was in office, uh, who has been critical of Trump and the reverse, uh, Trump has called him weak, uh, was all over television yesterday in the U.S. saying that uh, this Alvin Bragg case is, quote, a pathetically weak case. George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley called the indictment a legal slurpee, uh, instantly satisfying, but there's nothing there. He also said it's like the Orient Express without a body. So uh, there's a lot of uncertainty here uh, for, for, for Bragg to say that uh, there's an underlying crime without identifying what he claims it is, is, I believe, unfair to the defense. Then Trump comes back here to Mar-a-Lago, his home yesterday, and does a firebrand stem-winding speech calling the judge names, uh, calling, uh, you know, he was surrounded by these these crazies <laughs> like Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, who says that all Democrats are pedophiles. I mean, this is insane. It really is. <laughs> but, uh, Kazunheit, but uh, this is what we're facing right now. I have, I have said that I think Trump could still win the nomination but he can't win over the independence he has to uh, win in order for the election. I hope he doesn't run, but I'm afraid his ego is so strong that there's nothing to prevent him. What do you make, though, of Trump calling on Republicans in Congress to defund the Justice Department and the FBI? Is that not tantamount to trying to provoke anarchy? No, it's not. Well, I don't know if it's to promote anarchy, but I think it's stupid. I think the better uh, way to go is to uh, point out the uh, politically oriented and committed people who are in the Justice Department and who stay over from one administration to another. Uh, Many of them, as we've seen through this Russian collusion business, the 51 intelligence officers who signed off on uh, uh, Russian interference in the 2016 campaign, uh, many of them are Democrats. They were for Hillary Clinton. Some of them were named by Barack Obama. And the, the, the public is very suspect about this. And I think the the level of trust in government continues to fall. And this is not good for a strong and stable democracy. We're already getting mocked by uh, dictatorships in other countries saying, uh, you know, this is why democracy doesn't work and our system of government is better. If it came to it and he got the nomination to be the Republican candidate and was up against Joe Biden, Cal, who would you vote for? (laughs) Uh, probably uh, I'd stay home or just vote for state and local people. I mean, what a horrible choice that would be. I still don't think that Joe Biden is going to be the candidate. If you look at the polls, huge numbers of Democrats don't want him to run. And Kamala Harris, the vice president, has no base at all. So she's not going to be a, a credible replacement. I just can't see how an 82-year-old man with 
with signs of confusion, if not early dementia, is going to be uh, the favourite candidate well, we have for no Democrat. evidence of that. Let's hear a little bit of <laughs> well, Donald Trump's speech <laughs> when he returned to Mar-a-Lago last night. And I never thought anything like this could happen in America. Never thought it could happen. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. Alvin Bragg of New York, who campaigned on the fact that he would get President Trump. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. This is a guy campaigning. As it turns out, virtually everybody that has looked at this case, including rhinos and even hardcore Democrats, say there is no crime and that it should never have been brought. They attacked me with an onslaught of fraudulent investigations. Russia, 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 Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Impeachment hoax number one. Impeachment hoax number two. The illegal and unconstitutional raid on Mar-a-Lago right here. And this is where we are right now. I have a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family whose daughter worked for Kamala Harris and now receives money from the Biden-Harris campaign and a lot of it. With all of this being said, and with a very dark cloud over our beloved country, I have no doubt, nevertheless, that we will make America great again. Mary McCullough, I bet there's loads of people who find that utterly convincing. Well, you know, I I don't know where this is going to land, Donald Trump, because I, I was just reading from the court transcripts with uh, Judge Juan Marchand, who, who was really fair to Donald Trump yesterday. And he was asked about, um, he said, you know, preemptively that he would not put a gag order on Donald Trump because it would be an intolerable um, unfairness to him because he's a candidate for the president of the United States and that his First Amendment rights are critically important. But he said, and I, I'll paraphrase here because he made quite a long statement on this, that he would ask that the, that the parties refrain from making any comments that would cause civil unrest or jeopardize the safety or well-being of any individuals. I'm hearing a lot of stuff there that would cause Trump supporters to, you know, feel they were being encouraged to to do certain things and also not to um, engage in any words or conducts that jeopardize the rule of law, particularly, he said, as it applies to these proceedings in this courtroom. Now, Donald Trump just flew straight in the face of that last night in Mar-a-Lago with that utter nonsense. I mean, so many lies outright, that even in the, the excerpt that you played. But I would just like to go back to two things that Cal said and the talk about how Bragg <laughs> briefly, has, hasn't got a case. Very briefly, uh, the Professor John Hurley, etc. Look, as I said at the outset, Bragg doesn't have to prove any more than he wants to. He will give those documents to Trump in discovery. We don't know what evidence he okay. has at this stage. He's playing a poker game. Secondly, Joe Biden, I think, will certainly run. If he weren't Although we'll get to that next week. We'll get to that when he's in Ireland next week. All right. Marion McKeown and Cal Thomas, thank you. We'll be back with more after this. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.